Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dead Air Nation proudly presents The Bucking Cap Show. Live on BlogTalkRadio.com. And now... Here are your hosts, Buck and Cat. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Bucking Cap Show here on Dead Air Nation Network, brought to you by our fine sponsors, Gnarly Beer Co. Go and check them out at gnarlybeerco.com. We've got a pretty good show on tap for tonight. Um, well, not pretty good. It's good, period. I, I think there's a lot that happened in the NFL that Buck and I really need to, you know, monitor our uh, discussion, I think, because we could get into it, and you all know we can really get into it. We could probably spend a whole show doing that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think we have. But um, but Buck and I talked about, and it was Buck. Buck comes up with a lot of the ideas, you know, so I want to give him credit for that. Uh, Buck, who talked about underrated artists, you know, music artists that, you know, didn't receive the overwhelming fanfare, you know, when they first started or in the early years. Um, And, you know, maybe some others like, you know, the big ones like Michael Jackson and and such, you know, and the Beatles, you know, kind of overshadowed them, but they made their mark on the industry. And maybe getting into, as we name some of these, you ever listen to radio and they do a music block of a uh, group. They usually do it in threes. They'll do three of the songs. What are your favorite songs from these groups? I also wanted to talk about um, the fall TV, uh, fall season that has now started. What are the shows that you look forward to that you've missed? Um some of the shows you're surprised didn't get renewed and um, maybe surprised by some that did. So we got a lot to get into tonight, but ironically, I want to point out to you, Buck, and I didn't realize it until maybe an hour before the show that today is national one hit wonder day. Did you know that? I did not know that. Oh boy. I mean, to tell you, I was like, man, we've done that. We've done that a few times. We've done that in like a Cappy's Cup one hit wonders. We've done discussions around one hit wonders. Hell, earlier this year, we um, reinvented, you know, one hit wonders on uh, with Cappy's Cup, and we played a lot of the the songs. Um, I forget, I forget what group made it um, or what song and group. Uh, made the number one. If you press me long enough, I'd probably think of it, but neither here nor there. I thought it ironic that we just talked about this the other night 
doing underrated artists and stuff, and here it's National One Hit Wonder Day. Who would have thunk it? How about that? How about How that? It comes about once a year, that. just like their songs come <laughs> once in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know, before we get into, <clears throat> pardon me, before we get into the debacle that was the Philadelphia Eagles game, which you attended, which was really cool. You know, he's, this is how Buck lets me know he's at the game. He sends me a picture minutes before the game starts from his seat in the stadium, <laughs> which, is, which are good seats. I mean, it's like, wow, that's nice, you know. And I believe the cheerleaders were on the field, so, you know, that deserved a little zoom in on uh, action and such like that. But before we get into that debacle, Buck, You were checking out the guy cheerleader, weren't you? Yes, yes, worse. I mean, I can't get that by you. I know that. I mean, because, hell, you were probably checking them out with your binoculars, too. But, um, you know, I wanted to kind of talk about some of the highlights, maybe the surprises of week three, um, teams that, you know, maybe surprised you on how well they performed or how bad they performed. Um, I mean, we've had – We've had some exciting games and we've had some clunkers, you know, like blowouts and stuff like that. Now, Buck, we've been down this road so many times, but yes, I do have to step up on my soapbox about the Thursday night games. They drive me freaking nuts. You know, yes, it has fantasy football implications, and that's kind of what initiated my first angst about these games, but I've said it before, and, of course, this week was no exception. Week one was the only week so far that it was on national network, right? Right. The other two have been on the NFL network, which you must pay for that package, for that service. I do. I mean, I have it part of my package as well as NFL Red Zone. But I think it's I think it's just – they're so greedy. I mean, I've said this a million times. I just think that the NFL is so greedy with these Thursday night games. And you you got to know that a lot of people have gone out and paid the additional money per month for the NFL network so that they can watch these Thursday night games. And then they throw up a game like, you know, uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville, you know. It, I think uh, week one – was Packers and Bears. Okay, you would think that would be a good matchup, but it was a clunker. You know, it was the season opener, and it was a clunker, you know? Then you had Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers. I mean, please. I watched a smidge of that game, turned it right off. It was it was abysmal. It really was. And, I mean, and the Panthers lost that game which they probably should have won at home. It just, it sucked. What's your take on the Thursday games, Buck? Well, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Um, I hate them on many levels. Uh, Tomorrow night will be just an added on level. Um, You know, tomorrow night, you know, our Eagles play and they play against the Packers. Mm -hmm. One thing Mm -hmm. that you know about me, you know, it, it happened, it happened last week with this show. 
is that sometimes I get forced to work late. And I'm working late. Uh, And I uh, rarely, you know, here's the thing. I did not know uh, until about 5-ish, 5.30-ish that I was going to be working late tomorrow night. Um, And, you know, usually I hang out with some friends to, to watch the game. So I intended to do the same thing tomorrow. And here I am working late because it's a Thursday and they have to have freaking NFL games on Thursday. Two things I'm going to have mm. to worry about. One, players that I'm going to play. And two, right. if I'm ever going to get to see a, a freaking down of the game. Um, you know, which, another implication, which here's if the I thing, could, I real will, quick. Cause you, oh, go ahead. Uh, here's an, another implication that you kind of hint it towards with your players. You've got players that are injured and not fully healed. And take the Eagles, for example. I, I guarantee you Alshon Jeffrey is going to try and push himself to play tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's game and could really use the extra few days. And it also has the implications in your fantasy team. But I just figured I'd bring that up. You know, these teams, they, the NFL teams, that is, you know, they have a short week not able to, uh, you know, plan accordingly, watch the film from the previous game to pick up on things that they did wrong, stuff like that, and so that they can correct uh, with their players. The travel, the injuries, it's just it's unfair for, for everybody except for the NFL. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize for the interruption. <laughs> well, for me, it's, you know, like you said, worrying about the players – as I mentioned, but also, you know, I, I, I want to see the game. And now I'm stuck in a position where I have to work and there's no way about it. There's no way around it. Um, I won't miss half the game. I'm going to miss half the game. I, I don't know when I think it starts. Is it start at eight or eight thirty? It doesn't matter. I won't miss half the game. Uh, yeah. That angers me. Not only does it anger me that I'm going to miss half the game, but I already know, because of the same freaking job that I am working late on Friday. And therefore, I have to get up in the morning, go to work, all that. And I have to deal with trying to watch a game. I won't miss half the game. I'm not going to miss the second half of the game. I'm going to have a lack of sleep. I'm going to go in Friday tired. I'm going to have to work a 16-hour freaking day. And then I, what am I going to do Sunday? I'm going to play hockey. I'm going to get done. I'm going to come home and I'm going to put red zone on, but it's not just, just not going to be a thing. And that's, that's what angers me about, you know, especially like in this case, Thursday game has one of my teams on it and, mm-hmm. and it gets ruined. And there, there goes like, you know, we wait, we anticipate cap for months, months, especially when, you know, the Phillies are looking like they're not going to go nowhere, which they didn't go nowhere um, for this moment. And it has begun. And even though it's been crushing the first three weeks with the Eagles, it it's still here. And you every week is an anticipation uh, for a game. And here I am, I'm anticipating a game, and it gets, it, it gets ruined. It totally gets ruined. And why does it get ruined? Because they decided that Thursday night has to be a time for a game. 
They need to they need to get rid of it is what they need to do because Yeah, and they won't. It affects that's the it affects me part. in this situation. It affects many people mm-hmm. in that situation. How about if I got oh, tickets sure. to see the game tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. A nationally televised game on a Thursday in a city. It took me forever to get home on Sunday. And guess what? If it's a if it's a night game like that, it's going to take me even longer. Like you're talking about one o'clock, maybe even later, being able to get home, get some sleep for work the next morning. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, you know, true fans call out." I can't. I can't call out. It's one thing I can't do. It's not in my DNA, first of all, and two, it's not. It's not something I can do. I, I'm responsible for this job that gets thrown at me, and they barely tell me anything. Uh, I'm venting a little bit here because I'm I'm a little angry about something that happened today uh, involving that job tomorrow. I you know I, I get tell. a call from the contact for tomorrow. I don't know a lick of who this person is. They're calling me. Hello, you're my you're my project manager tomorrow. I heard. Is there any way that you can come in a little earlier? And take a look around the space with me. I'm like, no. They've got me booked. They got me booked. And you know, and now here I am. I'm getting a little off topic of the, of the football, but to try to bring it back, you know, that angers me. And then I get thrown into a situation where now it affects me because I, I get no warning on any of this stuff. And people take liberties to just think, you know, at any time of hour that I am available to them uh, just because I'm on their job tomorrow. And now I find out through them that a day that I suggested that I do not work late, uh, including tonight, I'm working late because they need me. And it's the Eagles game. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I asked for the – you know, not to work that day. So it's well, another reason to hate Thursday night games with exactly. the NFL. It, <laughs> I mean, I vented a little bit about the other part, yeah. but it, it's one of the reasons to hate it. Like, you know, I shouldn't have to be thinking about that. I should just have to be worried about Sunday. You know, Sunday Sunday night games are different. You're already off. You can go into it, you know, and you can just, you know, Plan accordingly, knowing ahead of time that you, you got plenty of time. You can take a nap before whatever you got to do. And mm-hmm. with Thursday, you don't have that luxury. That's the reason why I never minded a Thanksgiving game. Thanksgiving games, I never minded. It's one, it's tradition, but it, it's, it's a holiday. It's, that's you're typically it's off. Ruined that tradition, by the way. The Thursday night games have ruined that tradition. Like it, they're just two game, two more games on Thursday now, you know, and yeah. and, and I don't think that's right. Like that's not it's fair because to of Dallas. The that's not fair to Detroit. It's the Hate. greed. I, I I'll go. Games, I'll go forever. More forever. advertisements. You Not name the hatred it. of Thursday. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to some of the surprises, highlights of uh, week three. We'll try to get through this kind of quickly because we do have a lot to discuss with the music and such, but um, needless to say, um, I, I sit here, watch that NFL red zone and get to see all the scores and stuff like that. And 
I love when it gets towards the end of a close game and they go back and forth, back and forth. Such was the case with your Buffalo Bills. You mean during Bills. the witching hour? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, such was the case with your Bills and the Bengals, which surprisingly, the Bills are 3-0. And the Bengals are 0-3. Right. But I mean to tell you, I was sitting there rooting for them the whole time. I mean, let's put it this way, Buck. The Bills' defense in the first half was amazing. I mean, they shut them down. They made them look bad. And I said it at halftime. I said, here's the scary part. Bengals are probably going to get back into the sucker because they're going to have to pass like a, like crazy. I said different terminology. Um, and on paper, it's going to look, I said, by the time this is all over with, it's going to lot, uh, look a lot closer than what it really should have been. And especially on paper, it's going to look a lot better on say the Bengals, which I was right. Cause I mean, uh, Andy Dalton finished with, I think it was over 300 yards. Um, I, I, I forget exactly because, of course, NFL Network, you know, you, you or NFL.com, you go to uh, put that on and you don't, it, the way they changed it, it's crazy. I'm sorry. It was 250 yards, a touchdown, two INTs. But most of that yardage, I'd have to say 80% of that yardage he got in the second half. You know, and it just, I knew it was going to happen, but man, I was cheering for them. And, and of course, you know, the quarterback there, I like him. A lot of people knock him, you know, but I really think it, it's kind of like an underdog that you root for. One underdog I won't root for is the Dolphins, though, because they basically Ooh. imploded that team so that they could get a first round pick next year. Anyway, yeah, they're, um, they're, they're, <laughs> they've taken new, anyway, new uh, steps to tanking, which, you know, is funny because they're the fins, the fish. They, your, they your, tank. your Bills was a, a close game, an exciting game at the end. The Ravens and Chiefs games was back and forth and exciting at the end. Um. The, the Yeah, the Lions and Eagles was close, but it wasn't. And not just because we're Eagles fans. It just, it was some ugly football. And we'll get into that. I apologize for touching base on it. Um, you know, uh, the Giants and the Buccaneers, they started Daniel Jones, the rookie out of Duke. The guy had four touchdowns, two passing, two running. And, and, I mean, it looked at first, it looked like the Buccaneers were going to kind of control them. And, and then all of a sudden, boom, Giants start lighting it up. I was like, yeah, I was rooting for them. Even though the Giants are in the Eagles division, I was rooting for them because of the, the rookie. You know what I mean? It just, I wanted to see uh, success for his first game out. Not many rookie quarterbacks see success in their first game out. Uh, the Texans and the Chargers was a good game back and forth. At times, it became kind of dull because of the defensive battle. But then, you know, of course, towards the end of the game, it starts getting exciting again. 
the Saints and Seahawks was a little bit of a boring game. I think a lot of Seahawks games are boring. They start out so slow. I really do. I think they, they are kind of boring. But again, Drew Brees goes down. He's out for the year. So it's kind of like, okay, let's see Teddy Bridgewater, you know, lead this team to a victory. I mean, we know he can do it. He's done it in the past when he was with Minnesota. He had that great year after the injury. Things kind of cooled off, so it's kind of like you root for him. And then you had the Steelers at the Niners. And, uh, God, what what's that guy's name? The the rookie that's in for the Steelers because the Roethlisberger going out for the year. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. I was rooting for him. And, you know, there's another surprise. Steelers 0-3, Niners 3-0. and And I can't stand the Niners. I just – I really can't. And I think when Jim Harbaugh um, coached the team, really solidify that because I just don't – I don't like him as a coach. I don't think he's that great of a coach. He has that flash and then that flop afterwards. And you're seeing it in Michigan. I mean, I forget the stat they threw up on Saturday when I was watching football, but they're they're the only uh, big Big Twelve team that has not won on the road. Something I forget what it was. They were zero and whatever against Wisconsin, and I was rooting for Wisconsin to begin with. You know, it just I don't I don't care for the team. And then the 49ers squeak it out. And, yes, Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back off of injury, and it's like, okay, yeah, I'd like to see him do well from the injury, but because he's on the Niners, I'm still kind of rooting against him. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of a shame. It came down to the end of the game, and the Steelers lost it. But, you know, get some exciting football. And then there was games like the Bears and the Redskins. That was ugly game. The uh, Jaguars uh, and the Titans on Thursday night. Cowboys, Dolphins. I mean, I I told my wife, I said, it's, I hate to say this because you feel for the players that are out there trying, but, you know, I'd like to see them get what they deserve. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. (laughs) Ah. I got it all out. I'm sorry. Um, But what were some takeaways uh, for you? I mean, I kind of did that because you were at the Eagles game, so you really didn't get to see a lot of the action and everything. But, you know, um, certainly the the late games you got to see. and Not really. (laughs) Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, because by the time I got home, it was like 6-ish. I was tired. I had to get up early in the morning for work. Uh, you know, mm. it's it was just a – it wasn't a good day of football watching for me. Well, um, however – I the, the one funny thing is, is I sent you that message, <laughs> you know, knowing that the Eagles uh, were losing – and it was, you know, just a matter of one play, basically. Um, I weighed it because they really should have had that goddamn play. But anyway, uh, once it happened, I, I hit the send on the on the text saying, 
on a positive note, looks like your Bills are going to win. <laughs> and they did. So, yes. And that's it. Uh, you know, good for them. They're surprised. They're 3-0. Uh, they have a tough schedule coming up. They're really, really going to be tested in the next few weeks. Um, in the next couple weeks. So we'll we'll see where they're at, and, you know. But Patriots and um, I think it's the Vikings. Two tough teams. Vikings look like they're legit this year, but then, you know, they, they might falter at the end like they normally do. Uh, Packers cook. look. Packers look legit on uh, all sides of the football. I'll be uh, honest with you. Was... Packers are playing some sloppy football. They're winning. They're 3-0, and but they're playing some sloppy football. And Rodgers is on the sidelines two weeks in a row well, arguing with his coach. He's not happy with the, with the offense. I mean, it's clear. He's not happy with the play calls or the offensive – um, scheme as a whole, and he just he's shaking his head as he's coming off on certain series, and he's glaring at the sidelines. Probably his coach, it's got to be, and and a couple times he has some words. And last week they had a pretty heated argument about it, not to the point where you know they were ready to go after one another. And then this week they they had some words about it, and you could tell. It was words because of both of their reactions, you know, and Rogers just kind of, you know, did the whole, you know, how you wave the hand at somebody like enough, get, get out of here. He did one of those, you know, like I'm done with it. I don't want to talk about it anymore type of thing. So they, they're three and oh, but it's been some ugly uh, football for them. But their defense looks legit. I'll give you that. Their yes. defense looks legit. And their offense still has weapons no matter how the scheming goes. And they're still Absolutely. winning games because of it. Uh, other takes that I got are, you know, the Chargers are like the West uh, the West side Philadelphia Eagles. They're <laughs> one and two. But you know they can do better than that. Um, and, you know, it's... It, I think you you've seen some things, you know. Um, the Saints winning that game against Seattle in Seattle was kind of huge for them, and I was glad to see Teddy Bridgewater do well. Um, I don't believe Breeze is out for the year. I thought you said that, but um, I think he's still under the timeline of six weeks. Um, yeah, I certainly did still, mean it. That I might have, I might have, but I I might have been. Like, because of Foles going down and out for the season and um, Roethlisberger going down and out for the season. Maybe I did say that. But, yeah, he, he should – Breeze should be back. But till then, the Saints got to keep afloat. And um, mm-hmm. they proved that they could this week. So, you know, they're still – they still look like a – Legit team. They're obviously not the team they would be with Breeze in there, but they still right. look like a legit team. I, I guess the most surprising teams. I, I mean, Buffalo at three and has got to be a surprise, right? I think the Colts mm-hmm. at two and one without Andrew Luck is a nice surprise. That is a legit good team. Yes, I agree. I think and that was a good game. The Forty Niners. 
the 49ers at 3-0, that's pretty surprising too, as well as the Steelers being 0-3. It's going to be a rough year for Steeler fans, really rough year. And, you know, know, you're so used to seeing them. I think the biggest surprise put in a weird way to me Mm -hmm. was the Cleveland Browns. Like, this team was anointed to be a huge, surprising, upstart team, and they really haven't shown too, too much in the first three weeks. Um, They just seem ordinary, and that's kind of, you know, where they're at. You know, with all the maneuvers that they had and all the promise of Mayfield, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. was, like, hyped up. They were the hype team. They were kind of the Philadelphia Phillies of uh, the NFL. You know, the hyped-up team, and then, you know, in reality, they're not as good as you really thought they were going to be. Um, You thought their defense would be much better. It's good. I just thought they would be much better. Right. So you see the legit teams. I mean, it it starts to unfold really quick. Um, Being one and two now and going up against Green Bay in Green Bay tomorrow, it's going to be a rough year for Eagles fans. It's going to be a rough year, fellas, Uh, especially if their injuries don't get fixed, their defense doesn't get fixed. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just going to be a harsh year. Do they, you know, do they come out and squeak it at the end? like they did last year to make the playoffs, maybe. Um, but the injuries, the, the weird surprise injuries at the beginning of the year here, um, that and just terrible defense um, is and, – and no pass rush whatsoever uh, leads me to believe that it's going to be another – It's every game, no matter who against, is going to be agonizing to watch. It's just yeah. the way it is. Well, another scary thing is how dominant the Patriots have looked in the first three weeks. Granted, I mean, they played the Jets, and, I mean, they just made the Jets look silly. The reason why the Jets, you know, got their 14 points, well, one of them was off of a turnover when they put the backup in, you know. But still, I mean, week one – Oh, God, I'm trying. I, I've, I've got last week in the um, in the mind. Steelers, week one, they played the Steelers, Steelers where uh, they knocked Roethlisberger out. But I mean, they killed the Steelers, thirty-three. What was it? Thirty-three to three. I'm looking. I just got to it right now. Thirty-three to three. You know, uh, what was it? Thirty to fourteen on the uh, this week's game. Week two against the Dolphins. Again, it's the Dolphins. But, I mean, they just made them look silly. 43 to nothing. I mean, it just, to me, if I'm other teams, I'm making an example out of what the Dolphins are doing, and I'm running up the score. And, yes, the Jets game was 30 to 14, but it's just, it's kind of scary how good the Patriots have looked, and their defense is not bad at all. So, I mean, we'll see what happens next week. But before we, you know, go speculating about that stuff, I wanted to go to you about the Eagles game. I mean, I could sit here for a while 
and I could really drill into it, but you were at the game. You know, from my perspective, I was basically screaming at the TV about the drop balls and just the defensive, you know, I think, I think Schwartz has run his course here in Philly. Although many of many people and experts would tell you otherwise, but he, he, the secondary, we know the secondary is our weak point. He does nothing to help them out. If anything, his defense exploits them and I'm getting tired of it. That the missed tackles, and the drop balls. I I send it to you. You tell me all your uh, thoughts about it. You were there. It must have been agonizing. Boy, was it ever. I mean, he, I, here's the thing. Everybody in the stadium talking one thing. Got to get off to an early start. Got to get off looking mm-hmm. good early. And that first drive, they, they kind of did look good. They they ended up with three points, um, but uh, they got points. And then, like, you just felt it right away when they kick away on a kickoff, Cappy, on a kickoff, not a punt, mm-hmm. a kickoff. And they allow it to come back. Let me tell you what I've seen all year from Jake Elliott on kickoffs. In the back of the freaking end zone. In the back of the freaking end zone. How in those world, it wasn't that windy, how in the world did this end up not going in the back of the freaking end zone? Guess where, guess where it ended up the rest of the game? In the back of the freaking end zone. How mm-hmm. in the world did he not be able to get it in the back of the freaking end zone like all last year? Where did it end up? In the back of the freaking end zone, Cappy. How did it not end up in the back of the freaking end zone? That's, Can we say back I, to the freaking I, end zone one more time? I know. I know. But I, <laughs> I'm trying to draw the point. Like, terrible kickoff. And the other note I'd like to mention on that is I said as it was coming through, oh, that's coming back, because there was a block in the back. There was. It gets called all the time. I think it called in that game on that play. It was the first guy coming down, got blocked in the back, of the back and they didn't call it. And the guy takes it all the way down. And I was like, there's no flag on that. And, and I'm going to get further into flags, but flags oh, are brings up a, brings up a good game. point. Last year was bad with the officiating and I don't think it's much better this year so far. No. And, le- and let me tell you, cause you know, they, they were talking about, you know, um, uh, I, I'll get the, I'm trying to start with the beginning of the game and go further into the game. So that's how I'm going to go through with this. So the kickoff happens. Now they're down 7-3. And I'm like, this, it's just, you felt it right away that this was going to be that kind of game. And, you know, then they bounce back. They wind up getting the lead again. But the defense couldn't stop them. How many times this year alone have I seen a third and long, a third and long, this should be an impossible play to make for a team. And yet they make it every time on the freaking Eagles. It doesn't matter how much the yardage is. If it's third and nine, which that particular one was. And if it's third and 16, if it's third and 26, it's like they constantly get the 
freaking down, first down. And it's bothersome. It's bothersome to see because there's obviously something wrong. They can't get home to the quarterback. You know, when they try to blitz, they can't get home to the quarterback and they get burned. I mean, this this is just horrendous to watch as a fan, to watch a team that you know can be good. And yet they, it, it, this happens with every team. You watch them do the things that you know for years, for the last couple of years you've known that they can't do these things, that they're weak there. And they still do it. And obviously they thought it was important to, you know, get these guys in on offense. And, you know, the offense, when it becomes totally healthy, will probably be phenomenal. But, and I'll get to that in a minute, but it's not right now. And because of it, they, they allowed their defense to, I feel, get weaker than it did last, than it was last year. And there's just, there's no, nothing to solve it in sight. So it's going to be a long season. And yeah. the rest of the game, here we go, rest of the game. So, you know, the halftime comes around, everybody's like, I can't believe this is happening. It's 20 to 10. They freaking are down a half again by double digit points. And are they going to be able to bounce this one back? I don't know. And then, you know, the third quarter comes in and, you know, they, they just they just didn't look like they woke up at all. Like a little bit on offense, but then, you know, then you get plays like, you know, the punt to Darren Sproles and Darren Sproles gets a face mask. Face mask doesn't get called. Then you get a play where, you know, they make a big play to Mac Collins, and they call Mac Collins for pass interference. Mac Collins, the offensive player, ladies and gentlemen, the offensive player. Right. Offensive holding, which – or offensive pass interference, which I feel happens a lot more often than you think in the NFL, but usually they don't call it on the offensive player. Um, mm-hmm. Is getting, it got called three times in that game, and twice were bogus. Once, you could probably say it was okay. Twice, it was freaking bo- bogus. Bogus. But a clear-cut face mask that should be called at any time does not get called. I, and it was a nasty-looking face mask at that. It, it's as nasty-looking face. When you can see it from where I was, like clear-cut, you're like, did there's no way that shouldn't have been called. And, of course, just like in Philadelphia style, all of a sudden the whole entire stadium starts yelling, ref, you suck, ref, you suck, ref, you suck, because he did. And he kept sucking. And they kept mm. sucking. The whole ref team sucked. But, again, plays they didn't make. And then they have this rookie running back in there why aren't they playing? Why, why, why did they trade for Jordan Howard? That is Good question. the question I'd like to ask. Why did they trade for him? Why did they get this guy? Because they obviously are not trying to utilize a guy who gets six yards every time you give him the ball. Every time you give him the ball, he gets six yards. That's what I see. And they're not using I think the him, emphasis, man. I think the emphasis on your top draft picks is too much, you know? It's for them it's look, too much. Look, it just you know, go to the players, 
that, you know, if they if they alternated those two guys back and forth, they'd have something pretty special, especially with Sproles coming in and catching out of the backfield and some of those quick plays that he's just so good at. I mean, they really would be able to establish a run threat, if you will. You know what I'm saying? But no, they they're putting all their eggs in one basket. Miles Sanders, the rookie, and I don't think he's delivering quite yet. I, I just and I expected this from him, honestly. Didn't you? Well, I didn't. Ex- yeah, I didn't expect him to play as much. Uh, but they clearly like the kid. He definitely catches well outside, out of the background. And, you know, he made a couple of good plays in that game, and he made a couple of bonehead plays with fumbles. But my thing is, um, you, you got this guy who clearly has shown in the first three games that he can be a major, major player for you in trying with injuries on your wide receivers and trying to make this game work for you and win games for you and you ignore it. To me, that's coaching. Coaching, you know, I think you've seen it. I think it proves the proof is in the pudding in the last couple of years, last year and, and this year, that, you know, Doug Peterson, I'm not saying he's a terrible coach. I'm saying that he definitely is missing Frank Reich. Frank Reich is far better a coach than we thought he was, and he's proven it in, in Indianapolis right now. I agree. So, now, if that's you're definitely seeing that part of of the game planning being missed. Um, I, I feel like Deuce Staley is getting disrespected because I'm sure he's telling them, "Hey, you know, this guy can do this," you know, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I think he should be the offensive coordinator of this team, not grow. And yet there he is, still being a running backs coach, still being. A quiet guy. I know he's a quiet guy. I've met him before. Very quiet. And, you know, he's just doing his due diligence to eventually emerge. I don't know. But they don't want him to be offensive coordinator because he's a run guy. He wants to run the ball. I think right now that's a major thing that the Eagles should be thinking about. Run the freaking ball with Jordan Howard. And then twinkle in the A good running game opens up a good passing game. Yeah, and when these guys get healthy, sky's the limit, man. You know, Carson Rent is the real deal. I have like he he has issues with his throwing sometimes. I think he gets too excited. Um, but when when he's trying to win a game, he's trying to win a game, and sometimes he just doesn't have the things around him to do it. And that that's what happened Sunday. I mean, my last point to you is I finally found a scheme. Cappy, I found a scheme to make money quick. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to become a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles because I can make plenty <laughs> of millions of dollars to drop passes. I can Damn make right. tons of money and drop passes. I can make it look good, too. You know, I can sit there and in my helmet, look at my hands like, oh, my God, how did that happen? I could sit there and, like, lay down on the field and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I missed it. That's what I saw on Sunday. Like, these guys, I'm like, get up. You made a mistake. Get up. Don't start crying about your hands and everything like that. 
You yep. get paid to do that. Get up and take your licks because guess what? You need to make a play now. And you didn't make that one, and it cost you the game. I mean, did you the, see that last play to... in slow motion? Their last yes. offensive play in slow motion yeah. should yes. have been caught. Being and caught. it would have been a yes. touchdown because the defensive player was falling. Right. It would have been it would have been a touchdown. It would have been first and goal because I think the receiver was falling as well. Yeah, he his knee would have went down before he crossed the plane. I think it will round the two yard line, to be honest with you, with what I was right. looking at. But it, it, and from but my vantage point, had to be honest with you, game. it looked like the defenseman got in there. And the one thing that I was arguing was why wasn't that pass interference? Because yeah, I didn't get to see it from the television standpoint, but it looked like the defender didn't nope. look back yet, and he extended nope. his arm into Ortega White's side, and I was like, nope. didn't touch how's him. that knocking? Didn't touch him right. until they fell. Exactly. I, I saw, I saw the go, replay. If you go through the slow-mo, it was like, wow. I mean, like you, I thought they made contact and looked like they were – you know, kind of wrestling around with one another, but that was the awkward jumping and reaching back right. down by the receiver and the defenseman reaching awkward. He looked like he was like off balance when he jumped and his body was contorted. It should have yeah, been when you, a when, catch. Yeah, when you when you see it, um, you know, from the highlights after the game and everything. He clearly had a ball that he should have caught, and they they should have won that game uh, because of that's that. That's why but they I didn't. emphasized it in the nope is because of out of my frustration. Like as you're yeah. as you're setting it up, like it looked like there was a pass interference and blah blah blah. Yeah, you because know, it did. It yeah. in real time, it looked like there could have been pass interference, or at the very least, a good defensive play by the defender knocking it down. Nope. Nope to all that. <laughs> it should have been a catch. I mean, he jumps and he's reaching down a little bit versus up. You always like to have the receivers catching it, you know, above their head or something like that. Not really like into their chest, but he's reaching down. He should have had it. Crazy. It should have had it. Crazy. Should have never been like his, he shouldn't have never been in the air. He should have just caught it. Yeah, but uh, you know that's what that's the way yeah. the cookie crumbles. All they right, lost so that here's game. some matchups. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He, 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 here's here's the way it looks to me. Is literally the Eagles are one and two, but there are two mishaps in both games. No matter how poorly they played in their two losses, there were two two plays that were mishaps by wide receivers. That cost them the game. They should be three and zero. They should be three and zero going into Lambeau, three and zero with Lambeau, and it'd be a totally different discussion. Because honestly, I don't think they have a chance in Lambeau, and I wouldn't think they have a chance in Lambeau even if they were three and zero. And the the thing is, is that now they'll go one and three, and they'll have one legit loss. But there's two that they let get away, and it really could be a season ender 
to be honest. Could Especially, be. who do the Could Cowboys be. play this week? Well, I was just about to get into the matchups. Here, here are the matchups for this week. Some good ones as well. You know, and of course, some there's always clunkers in there. Um, but the Patriots at the Bills, both teams are three and zero. I mean, and it's a division. You never know with divisional games. So you never know what could happen. I'll tell you this. The Patriots are finally facing a really tough defense. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, we, we shall see. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of clunkers in here. You're looking at, you know, Redskins at Giants. Both are kind of struggling. They're at the Giants, so I think the Giants will probably – who knows? Daniel Jones might be a revival for them. But uh, um, Vikings at the Bears, both teams are 2-1. and one. Ought to be a good one. Cowboys, 3-0 and oh, at New Orleans, 2-1. and one. That ought to be a good game. Really should be. And that's a Sunday night should game, be. by the way. Oh, is it? And then Monday night, the 0-3 Bengals at the 0-3 Steelers. Well, that's awesome because I'm going to need to get some extra sleep that night. So that's (laughs) going to help me snooze off. Exactly. You don't want to see no Jaguars Broncos? Ooh. (laughs) Mm. About the Seahawks Cardinals game. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's take a quick music break When we come back we'll get into Some of the underrated artists Uh, I mean Here's the thing Some of them aren't really that underrated Because they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame A couple that we've uh, Talked about But uh, I'd be remiss If we didn't play something from the Cars In honor of Rick Ocasek who um, passed away earlier this week or over the weekend. Um, So let's take that music break. And when we get back, we'll get into these uh, underrated artists and how they've gone on to do some great things when they weren't really that respected early on in their career. So we'll be right back after this music break. Shake it up. Shake it up. Dance all night. 
Welcome back to the Buck and Cap Show here on Dead Air Nation Network. Brought to you by our fine sponsors, Gnarly Beer Co. Go and check them out at gnarlybeerco.com. Make sure to use the promo code SINISTER for a VIP discount. We're, I just want to let you guys know we're here every Wednesday live, 8 p.m. here on the Dead Air Nation Network. I, we've missed a couple. We've kind of been in that bi-weekly state, if you will, the past uh, month, a little over a month. But, yeah, hey, uh, we try to make it every week. Uh, and And you know what? Sometimes life does get in the way. We're here now. That's all that matters. Right, Buck? That's right. Just trying to make ends. Just trying to make ends. <laughs> so <laughs> I I did a little flashback. Um you know, if, if you uh if you didn't catch on to it, we did a little uh the little flashback to what was it called? Buckshot Wednesdays. Uh, when we uh, originally did the show, Wednesday. and we would play two songs back to back when we did our music breaks. Daily news is in the uh, is in the chat room, and just by the way, he has addressed us. I know who it is. See, he put oh really? Question, he put a question mark. The up arrow, guys. What's up, guys? Do you know who it is? Gotcha. Frequent listeners. Daily News? Daily News? Is it Ron Burgundy? No. <laughs> Talking about. Is it the what, Buck what's another name? What's another name he goes by? No, no. As a matter of fact, this guy and his wife listened to our show. And when he first did that, I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was caught off guard. Bring it, boy. Welcome to the show, boy. Trying to disguise himself. You're not going to get away with it when you you do a question mark, arrow up, guys, meaning what's up, guys, because he had to spell it out for me because my dumb ass didn't get it the first time he did it. That's (laughs) all good. Stuff like that. Tonight I'm calling him Daily News. What's up? You got it. Daily News. I'm still calling him boy. Because I like saying it. So, welcome to the show, boy. Uh, probably will love this next topic of the underrated artists. You know, Buck and I talked about a couple. Certainly, with the recent deaths of Eddie Money and Rick, um, I always mess up his name. It's like, Kasich. you know, and when I went to Ocasek, and I, when I went to say it earlier, I... Uh, I've been having these coughing fits and and muting myself routinely. And one was like right at the edge. I was practically losing my voice when I said it. But anyway, um, you know, these two came up, the cars and Eddie Money came up as, I mean, granted, they had notoriety and stuff like that, but not to the degree that a lot of their – um, uh, peers had at the time. Would you agree with that, Buck? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, well, they're just under underrated artists. Yeah, you know, 
think about it. Like, you think about, like, the time that they were, you know, in fame. You know, you had artists who were way more famous than them. Mm-hmm. Even even artists who had a couple of songs who wound up, you know, just having, you know, you, you would know them better than, you know, those names. Not that they're not great artists. Not that they're not known. They're just a little bit more underrated compared to your, you know, your juggernauts. Yeah, like Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, the Beatles. You know, I print up. I pulled up, um, you know, basically Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees because we kind of, we kind of, that's uh, our wheelhouse, if you will. We both like rock and roll. We like a lot of music, but that's kind of where we are. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in here that aren't um, necessarily rock and roll. But I looked it up in 1986 was the uh, first year. Check out these names as inductees to the Hall of Fame in 86. Chuck Berry, James Brown, Ray Charles, Sam Cooke, Fats Domino, the Everly Brothers, Buddy Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, and Elvis Presley. Thought that was okay. that's that's an all star cast right there. I mean, and and to my point, I don't know that you could really say that the Everly Brothers fall into the rock and roll wheelhouse. You know? Oh no! And you would probably say that a couple of them don't, but you got to also remember the era that they come from. Uh, kind of was in the beginning of rock and roll, and. Yes, you know they paved the way to what we know is rock and roll today, and you know rock and roll in its golden age because you know, rock and roll is not as well known today. Other genres take over, but you know it had its heyday, and that's all due to the basically the artists that you've already mentioned. Yep. Now, um, <clears throat> pardon me. I, I do want to point out that we were half right. Well, I was half right. It's Mrs. Boy, Boy, Mrs. Boy, in the chat room with us. Ooh. So, we always love when you guys <laughs> join our show and chime in, whether it be in the chat room or on the phone. So thank you guys uh, for always joining us and being so loyal. We appreciate it. That's for sure. Um, Mrs. So, Boyd, so man, she, up. She, I love when she gets on the on the phone, calls up, and says, you know, and starts discussing with us. She's always knowledgeable in whatever we're talking about, and she calls in. She's, a She's always knowledgeable for us. <laughs> She's a little too smart for us, I think. But that's okay. I, I, I hope I hope she's not listening right now. I'm going to say something. She might be too Uh-oh. smart to get on our show. She might be. She might. She should have her own show. I'm, yeah, I'm whispering this to you, Cappy. Don't. She should. Go ahead. Her her show is probably ten times better than ours. Don't tell our listeners. Don't tell the listeners. This, but but I got gotcha. you. It's probably ten times Don't. better than ours. She, she's just so educational, and we're just a bunch of dimwits here. 
And um, but you know, according to our audience, we're the best. We're the best. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Rock this I won't thing. tell anybody. We crush it. We crush it, Cappy. You know. Yeah. Well, Block Talk Radio was good. like, man, well, what did we do all that time when we were missing these two guys? They were iconic. <laughs> like, but that's what I'm trying to say. We were iconic. You know what I mean? But Miss Boy, you know, she she's underrated, but she's very talented. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. She, you know, proven, <laughs> proven her wits. She said, you need to take into account the other artists who also debuted at the same time Eddie did, which is so true. I mean, that's why we, we kind of brought this up, because there were a lot of people that I think might have overshadowed Eddie Money in, like, the spotlight, if you will. I mean, he, right. he got his due. He certainly got his due. I mean – you know, they they all did, but it's just one of those things where uh, some of the other ones were slightly overshadowed them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No. Yes. I do know no. what you're saying. Well, it, also, you got to think of, like, the genre and, and the type of music he was playing compared to, you know, some of these other artists, you know, and, you know. That's you know he's he's a solo guy who kind of you know was a little like you know more of a mellow type of uh, artist with his rock and roll and you know these other guys you know they were you know more flashy um, you know with with their music and that's you know at the time was the style I guess you could say and mm-hmm. then, you know got more playing time and everything like that so you know. Yeah, all artists, even to this day, they get thrown on the back burner. Doesn't mean that they're not talented. Just means that, you know, it's, you know, sometimes it's, you get stuck with what they want you to listen to and the publicity and all that stuff. And then, you know, I've seen it to a lot of talented, talented musicians, you know, they fall under the wayside uh, just because, you know, they weren't managed right or, you know, they didn't get their music out there. It wasn't catchy enough. You know what I mean? Or they became a one-hit wonder, National One-Hit Wonder Day. That's right. Boom. Flock of seagulls. Here we go. Brought up Foreigner, If I knew knew it was that day, I would have got my, like, hair teased up blonde and would have just been like, I run so far away. I'm going to get away. Everybody be looking at me like, what are you doing? Are you? It's dun, National One Hit Wonder Day, baby. Dun, 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 dun. To bring it a little more up to date, which I agree, a lot of the mo- uh, One Hit Wonder Days um, or groups, songs, what have you, it, a lot of them are from the 80s. I'd bring it up a little bit more. You could do, you know, um, LMFAO with uh, Party... What is party rockers in the house? Party rock, right? Uh, Mrs. Bowie talked about Foreigner, Boston, the Romantics, Benatar, etc. Being those that were debuted basically uh, around the time as Eddie Money. And, you know, a number of them in there um, did 
get that recognition. Maybe not enough. You know, I always thought like Joan Jett and Pat Benatar, they, they got some recognition, but I don't know that they got enough. And I got to tell you, both, both did it for me back in the day. You know, I'm just saying. Joan Jett. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, here, here's, here's the challenge that I put out to you. When it comes to uh, Joan Jett, um, oh God, there I, I remember it now. Go look at the um, go YouTube and look up "I Hate Myself for Loving You" um, video. You know the that's the their original for the official video, if you will. So right. go and look at that and tell me. Tell me you don't agree, because, I mean, she, whoo, she looked hot in that video. I'll remind myself, but I remember, I remember it as a child. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Bowie, you also brought up Teeny Bopper Uh, Tiffany. Remember Tiffany? I think we're alone now. Doesn't need to be anyone around, right? Mm. But let's mm-hmm. let's go to your point. Any money? What would you say? Top three songs from Any Money, in your opinion? I'll give you time to look it up. You know what I mean? That way you yeah. you got something to look at, and you're not you're not saying something like quick and off the cuff. <laughs> There's a lot out there, in my opinion. Um. From him, but yes. But the the three, the three that I guess stick most for me. I'm telling you, if I if I put it on, I've got uh, a couple CDs of uh, Eddie Money. Yeah, I know, folks. I got CDs, but um, <clears throat> but anyway, I mean, I listen most of the stuff I listen to anymore it is on the computer and stuff like that, but. What, what um, the three songs that do it for me that I relate to the most? Take me home tonight. Yeah. Two tickets to paradise. And yes. baby, hold on. Yeah, you know, very much. I mean, I'll I'll sing all three of them word for word. Um, you know, and and it doesn't hurt. You know, or take me home tonight. Listen to what Ronnie said. Yes. Look at that. When that video came out, uh, look, folks, if you look at it now, you're going to go, say, what? When we talk- but back when I – that that song came out in 86, and I think I was 17 at the time. Yeah, Ronnie, that video and Ronnie, yep, I'm just saying yes. Okay? That's, that's all I'm going to say. But – there's plenty of uh, of songs, Eddie Money. I want to go back. I want to go back and do it all over. But I can't go back, you know. Yeah, you know, I no, think I'm in love. Just, I think I'm in love. You know, there's just, there's so many. Oh, here's another one. Walk on Water. If I, I could say. walk on water. I mean, that's a good one, too. He's a good artist. That's this. This is why yes. I just came up to our listeners. 
This is why I, I think this the team cars is going to be harder for me. Even it's going to be tougher. Yes, but so like what, what Eddie Money was a good artist, man. Like there's some songs that are in this list that I'm like, man, he sang that. Man, he sang that because I've forgotten over the years. But impressive, you know. He had some impressive chops, if you will. Uh, pretty, you know, pretty impressive. And and you know, it's you know, so when I found out that he was passing away, and yeah, you know, I was like, oh man, that's a shame. Eddie Money, you know. But like. He, he, those three songs that you mentioned earlier, you know, "Take Me Home Tonight," you know, how many? It, it's a song that will never die. Two tickets to paradise, song that will never die. Baby, hold mm-hmm. on to me, song that will never die. I love the I love the music in "Baby Hold On," I really do. The way it oh, starts yeah. out, boom, 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 boom. I don't do it justice, so I'll stop. Um, you know, before we, we get into it, I just have to point out that Mrs. Bowie agrees with me with Joe Jett. She said, Joe did look really good rocking out in her leather outfit. Damn right she did. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you told me to YouTube it, so I did. <laughs> you have I'm to. Like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. If you were just yeah, to she, listen she's looking to pretty Joe good there. Jett, if you were just to listen to Joe Jet talk, you'd be like, oh, my God, how many packs of cigarettes has she smoked? You know what I mean? But you see that video, you're like, woo. And I mean, 80s hair all poofed out and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff that we tease about now, I, I'm i not going to lie. I look If I look at it right now, I'm, 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 uh, I'm there all over again. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, she, 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 yeah, she looked really good in that. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Even like I'm looking at like that now, like just a little excerpt of it because I don't want to play the, the actual video. But you know how it plays a little bit of it when you go over the picture or whatnot. Yeah, she looked pretty mm-hmm. good, man. She looked pretty good, mm-hmm. and then I'm like looking at other videos that she's clearly a little bit older. Still, right. she still doesn't look bad. <laughs> she's she's that quintessential rocker, and you're like, it's kind of like you know, for us, you, know, you typically when you're thinking of a, like a rocker girl, like not a pop star girl, a rocker girl. Mm-hmm. Joan Jett fits right. that mold. Yeah, you know, Pat Benatar fits that mold. Uh, the uh, heart, the two heart. girls in heart, yep. fit that mold. You know. Stevie Nicks fits that mode. The the rocker. I was going to I was going to bring up Stevie, Janis Joplin. So fits that mode. Yeah, rocker girl. Rocker, rocker girl. Although you know, I, uh, before my time and yeah, never and a total nut me at all. Yeah, but <laughs> but let me tell you, good like, music. Think 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 about this though, Cappy. Um, women. And, and how, because I see it on the local level, uh, where women just go nuts for for rock star guys, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's amazing! He's amazing! He's amazing!" And here we are, tables have turned. We're just regular guys looking at rock star girls 
which I pointed out. And you're like, oh my god, like they they're not the greatest looking girls, but they're they're hot to us. You know, here's, here's probably one. Uh, a Mrs. little bit because of the music there. Here's another one, Mrs. Boyd brought up Blondie, rocker, and then never thought she was a. Uh, in, in, I, I yep, just during her time, like well, like we yeah, talked I mean, about yeah, when but... we talked about these guys, uh, these people, not guys. I, guys, when I say guys, I mean it as a general statement. But we talked about when the these people hit the some of the people that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that, you know, like a lot of the people from Motown, not technically rock and roll genre, but. They are because of the time when they were, this was, you know, pretty much, you know, uh, not hard rock, but this is considered rock and roll at the time when they started. I was like, oh, what's this music? But, you know, I mean, come on. So. Anyway, so, God, did yeah, you get so, any, did yeah. you get anyway we, we, we lost track, track on this one. Yeah, we, <laughs> we went left field. That one. happened. But yeah, all of a sudden we started talking about rocker women, and you know we 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 kind of lost our way. I know when we were talking that to Eddie Money, when, but you know happens when you can really go through women. like like underrated artists, and for for the most part, like rocker women, a lot of them could be thrown into that category that we've mentioned I already. Agree. Joan Jett. Um, Pat, Pat Benatar. Benatar, I think, is a really good one. Stevie Nicks. Um, Hart. Hart, Stevie yep. Nicks was more mainstream. Yeah, I, I would say she was more mainstream. She was a little more uh, mainstream yeah. because of Fleetwood Mac. You know, but uh, even probably because career. of Fleetwood Mac. But, I mean, let's put it this way. During that era, like in the 80s and stuff like that, it was all about Madonna. You had, yeah. you know, Joan Jett and... Pat Benatar, who were probably making, in my opinion, better music. But that's not to take away from Madonna, because Madonna also has music out there that will never die, and we will never forget, like, you know, like a virgin and stuff like that. And yeah, so, and it's good music, but let's face it, Madonna and the way she looked and the kind of, you know, style that she brought... um really is the reason why she became iconic. Um, the music is good, though. I mean, it's solid music from, from now. Oh, there's another yeah. one. There's another what? one from Mrs. Bui, Lita Ford. I mean, yeah. she she was underrated. Probably she might have been one of the most underrated out of this group that we just talked about. And by the way, Absolutely. she also pointed you know out that Blondie was a female artist who crossed over from rock to alternative. So I told you she's she's just you know probably too smart for this show, but please please don't stop because you know we enjoy it. Another you know poignant comment: fact, Madonna got sex to the stage. <laughs> Mrs. Boy, you I mean, get fan mail over here. We we yes. don't want to tell you, but you, you know, like we read it, and you're like, "Hey, Buck and Cap, can we hear more, Mrs. Boy?" 
Hey, Buck and Cap, yeah. You know, uh show was uh eh, okay until you put on Mrs. Boy Mrs. Boy. Yeah. Just kidding. I mean, you you get Mr. and Mrs. Boy on the show and you know, you better have your act together and know what you're talking about because they certainly do. <laughs> I'll tell you every time, you know. Yeah, they don't bring up garbage. They they know their facts behind what they say, which wouldn't that be nice if our politicians did? <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'll, let's get back to the music. <laughs> did you ever give me your three for Eddie Money? They're the same. I I yeah. I mean, take me home tonight. <laughs> There's stories behind take me home tonight like for me uh two tickets to paradise i mean i can't i sing it all the time by the way like like just out of nowhere all of a sudden i'll be like i got two tickets to paradise yep. pack your bags we see in tonight yeah all the time it just comes out of my mouth you know and it came out the year i was born 1977 so but and then Baby, hold yeah. on to me. You know, walk on water is, I guess you could throw that one. I like walk on water. So I do. Um, if I could walk on water, believe in me. Do you know the next one? Our love is so in true. Believe yeah, in me. At- Our love is so true. If I could walk on more. And and the music in there is really good as well. I mean, that's the thing I think. You know what, Buck? Boom! Light bulb! I feel like, uh, uh, what was it? Despicable Me. Light bulb goes off. Nowadays, there's not a lot of music put together in these, you know, new artists that come out. It's auto-tune and... And remixes, you know, that they that they sing to. Not all of them. Please don't get me wrong, folks. Not all of them. But, I mean, I mean that's just the era we were brought up in, you know? So. Right. I mean, yeah, like, I, it's a shame. Because I, I, I feel like I need to, like, listen to a couple of these to get them back into my mm-hmm. memory. Yeah. But, I, I, but Eddie, like, I... And that's the thing. That's that's why this came up uh, to talk about this because I was like, man, Eddie Money had some good songs. I can't remember most of them, but he had some good songs. And it's like, and, and it's one of those things. Like every over so often, like you know, on like um, some of the radio stations that play whatever they want, they claim. I, mean, I don't want to mention them on our show, but y- you know which ones I'm talking about. Um, yeah, from our area, like some people will like, I don't know that because they're not from our area, but you know, they come up and then all of a sudden you'll sneak in an Eddie money song that you haven't heard in a while. Not one of the top three that we mentioned, like one, like shaken or think I'm in love or walk on shaken. You know what I mean? Mrs. Boy yeah. brought up shaken. She in the chat room, she brought up shaken. Which doesn't surprise me. Hey guys, when are we going to record the Chocolate Nuts coffee commercial? 
How about that reference? <laughs> Shaken. <laughs> yes. Shaken. It's another good one from Japan. I mean, I, whoa. And here's the thing. Like, <laughs> go ahead. Keep going. Nah, I, I, I was just doing the. I was just doing the. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, 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 being that it's one hit wonder day, there's so many one hit wonders uh, from the '80s that I'm like, man, I just love. Like, um, like Safety Dance is one of those. Yeah, um, and it's that was like, up there. So I so I forget, you know, about you know some of these other artists who had some really big hits, and you would even think that they might be one hit wonders, kind of like the Cars, but they have way more than just one hit. You know what I mean? And like you said, for the car for the cars, a lot tougher, I feel, and this is nothing against Eddie Money we just talked about. But I feel like they surprisingly had some really good hits. And, you know, they're not talked about as much, you know. And and like you have your normal ones like uh Drive. Um, my best friend's girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of mine is Good Times Roll. Let the good times roll. Good times roll. Oh, oh. Now, I, I keep singing, shaking in my head now because, of, you know, Mrs. Boy bringing it up. She was shaking. Whoa, whoa, oh, oh. <laughs> Snapping her fingers. Come on. But anyway. There's another one with the cars. Here's an interesting tidbit with the uh, with the cars there, Buck. Uh, when I was yeah. um, when I was in a group, uh, we sang. You might think from the cars. That was one of our oh really uh, songs that we did. You might think I don't I'm crazy. You. All I <laughs> want is Anyway um, So yeah, great, That's probably Great video for that be, too Probably wouldn't be Up there um, For me You know I like my best friend's girl That's that's up there Just what I needed Just what I needed Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, the, the popular ones are like uh, uh, Magic, and I think Drive is probably up there as well. Um, but, you know, there's, for me, there's others, you know. Oh, there's a lot of Just what I there. did. A lot My best friend's girl. And these are some of the earlier ones. Let the Good Times Roll. Um, they're probably, man, I'm looking at some of the other ones right now. I just, I just got a chance to pull it up and I'm like, whoa, 
Bye-bye Love. That was that released in 78. All the songs that I just talked about were basically in 78, you know? So I think mm-hmm. in the in the 80s is where you know, some of their other ones um, uh, rose to the surface and maybe gave them a little more uh, notability. Um, but this is this is tough for me. Shake it up is up there for me. That was back in mm-hmm. the late 90s or early 80s. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, some of these other ones, I'm like, oh, wait. I mean, I wouldn't put them up there, but um, this is tough, but I think I'm going to have to go. You're all I've got tonight. Um, just what I need it. And I, it's between Shake It Up and My Best Friend's Girl for me. Gotcha. And I know others will disagree. What was that, what was that like, one that you brought up? You magic out of that? You know? But Yeah. <clears throat> um, good Times Roll is, is one of mine. You're all I – it's funny you brought up you all, You're All I Got Tonight. Because that's another one where, like, when I was younger, I did not know the lyrics to it. <laughs> I couldn't figure out, you're all I got tonight. You're all I got tonight. I need you. You tonight. Tonight. I need you tonight. Right? I totally, mm-hmm. I totally had the words wrong when I was younger. <laughs> and and I think about it now, it's like it makes so much sense. But like like what I took out of it when I listened to it when I was younger and I would sing it but not know the lyrics was like you've got a gun tonight. <laughs> it makes <so> much sense. <laughs> you got a gun tonight. Shooty do. You got a gun tonight. I need you. That makes no sense. But you got a gun, baby. Boom. Stamp it. (laughs) But I love that song. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to take that one with you. Um, Along with Good Times Roll, my final one is got to be Let's Go. Do you know how that goes? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I like I the night for you. Life, baby. Baby. Yeah, you're right. I like the I, night I... Life, baby. Mm. Man. Another you know, sad part like, is I'm looking at some of these, and I, and I do have magic kind of stuck in my head. Remember, he's he's in the pool. It's just the the yes. whole the whole way he does it. It's just nowadays that doesn't that doesn't fly. It's like, are you kidding me? That's so stupid. But back then it was big. <laughs> oh, oh, it's magic. Anyway, I gotta stop. With you, with you. He had an interesting voice. Okay, he did. 
You know. Yeah. And and here's who the was guy. The other guy. Who was the other guy with him? Because, um, he's the one that uh, sang just what I needed. I think, or was it? You're all I've got tonight. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, because he he was the other guy. Um, uh, was it Benjamin Orr? That might be it. That might be. I'm it. I'm looking right I, now I to see. Of, I can't think of damn names. I'm I'm get, I'm trying to look up you know the cars as well. Um. So, you know, usually they'll get yeah Benjamin Orr. Look up lead singer Benjamin Orr. Benjamin Orr, yeah, Greg yeah. Hawks, David Robbins. These are all the ones that were part of it. But yeah, right. I think you're but right he with was, Benjamin Orr. Yeah, him and Rick Ocasek were the guys. But Rick Ocasek, it, 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 it's funny. Paulina Poroskova is Poriskova. his wife. Or was his wife? Yeah. And Swinsuit like model. he is not she a good-looking guy at all. And I don't believe so. I'm like, wow. Good for you, Rick. I don't, he, yeah, he good sang, let's go. right because there's an, there's another one that did it for me until until she made the movie Her Alibi, which I mean, granted, I still looked, you know, but that movie was awful. Tom Selleck, Polina Porskova, I would have much rather just kept it with her on Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Would have been fine with that. Her and L. McPherson. Yes. Mm. Yeah. All right. We're going left field again. Let's let's jump into another music break, Cappy. Cappy. Bill. Buck. <laughs> We're messing up all over the place. Buck. Let's do it. Now let's let's go uh, on, Jocko. Go on. Play some music, Jocko. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a I'm gonna hit you with a double shot. Buckshot in in uh in honor of Buck. And we'll see everybody back after the uh music break. I'm deciding which one I want to play first. Let's do this and then I'll hit you with the last one.
You damn right it is. Welcome back to the Bucking Cap Show here on the Dead Air Nation Network, brought to you by our fine sponsors, Gnarly Beer Co. Go and check them out at gnarlybeerco.com. And make sure you use the promo code SINISTER if you're making a purchase for a VIP discount. Welcome back to the show. Little mistake there in my music selection because just under Shake It Up was Eddie Money's Baby Hold On, which is what I was going to go with first and then end with taking Take Me Home Tonight. And I accidentally hit Shake It Up, but, I mean, I was like, it played. I'm like, I might as well just keep going with it. So I did. Anyway. (laughs) It was all good. I enjoyed Uh, it. terrible yes yeah. <laughs> just like ronnie said be my little baby uh, let me anyway. I, I have to i have to admit something like yeah. for years i had no clue in, in before google obviously once google comes around like you you you're like what is that and then you go and check it out and you're like oh that's what it is for years i was like who the fuck is ronnie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would sing that buddy. song on the radio, whether I'm driving in the truck or whatnot, or or, or even before then. And all of a sudden, I'd just be like, you know, I got one question afterwards. And they'd be like, what's that? And I'd be like, who the fuck is Ronnie? And then finally, I got to Google it one day. And I, of course, like I'm like, man, I got to Google it again. And you know, find out who Ronnie is. Ronnie Spector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not get off topic. Stay on topic. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, you know, this is um, this is a category where I think we could really tap into uh, over and over. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we brought up yeah, I've Eddie come up with tons. and the cars. But here's the thing. I was looking at the Hall of Fame, I guess you should say classes. Like right now I'm kind of scrolled to 2001. So 2001 inductees, Aerosmith, Solomon Burke. You say who? Exactly. The Flamingos, Michael Jackson, Queen, Paul Simon, Steely Dan, Richie Valens. I mean. Wow. Who who out of that group is underrated? I mean, they were all well. Solomon Burke, you could probably say that, you know. But uh, during their time, be able to say Steely Dan. Yeah, I would I would agree. I mean, Solomon Burke was an American preacher and singer who shaped the sound of rhythm and blues as one of the founding fathers of soul music. In the 1960s, he has been called a key transitional figure bridging R&B and soul and was known for its prejudice output. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what the Flamingos, I don't know. We're back to the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> they did not necessarily all singers. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Flamingo. The Flamingos. Steely Dan. Billy Dan would probably be, you know, among that uh, underrated. But anyway, we take a class like that, we turn around and go, okay, who's underrated? So 
Yeah, definitely a topic we need to explore again. Now, Buck. Oh, I wanna, absolutely. I want to touch on this quickly because Fall TV has started. Last night, one of the biggest shows of the, you know, uh, recent years. This is us, all the fuss about it, you know. They, they It was back on. But I looked at uh, things and I was like, okay, yeah, not bad. You know, some that you kind of uh, surprised that they got renewed for another year. I swear, the first season of The Good Place on NBC, I loved it mm-hmm. until they opened up that Pandora's box of them figuring it out. And I thought to myself, wow, I think they've got some limitations here. I mean, how many times are they going to relive the same day, so to speak? You know, they relive it. It was like Groundhog Day, you know, reliving the same thing over and over where they, you know, were trying to uh, trip them up and fool them that they were actually in the good place versus hell, and they figured it out. But I pulled up some of the things, and I'll go like um, NBC first, some of the canceled series. And I'm like, okay, some of these I don't even know. Abby's? Mm-hmm. AP Bio, yeah, I knew that one. The Enemy Within, I Feel Bad, Marlin, Midnight Texas, Reverie, Trial and Error, and The Village. The Village looked to be one that would be promising, but you know that's my that's my game gaming time. So I'm back here and I'm not really watching in that time. Um, and then they have new ones coming out uh, this season. Bluff City Law looks like something that might be might be good, you know, um, about the justice system. Coming from a famous Memphis family known for taking on injustice, brilliant lawyer Sidney Strait used to work at her father Elijah's celebrated law firm until their tumultuous relationship got in the way. Anyway, I'm not going to read all the other crap. Jimmy Smith is in it, uh, Caitlin McGee, and um, from some of the previews, eh, Looks like it might might have a go. You're not big into some of these uh, shows, are you? Because you're typically working and stuff. Right? We might have lost them. Anyway. Um, CBS. Let's look at some of the canceled ones. Big Bang Theory because ran its course. I mean, they uh, how many seasons did they have? So, but very good show, and we'll be seeing uh, reruns of that show forever. It, it didn't surprise me that Murphy Brown got canceled. I mean, what one one season came back? I don't even know how many episodes they really ran of it. Uh, Ransom uh, was canceled, but coming back is Blue Bloods, Bull, Criminal Minds, uh, Hawaii Five-O, Madam Secretary, which is a pretty good one, Magnum P.I., and I'm not big on, on CBS, to be honest with you folks, but, you know, one of the shows that I love there, NCIS. Ironically, I love to watch the reruns of NCIS on USA. Buck, did we have you back by any chance? Sorry. Yes, I'm back. Oh, there he is. I'm oh, back. there he is. I I must have did a double like hit on my um what's his face 
on, on, <laughs> I was wondering why on you were muted. I had a lot of good jokes in that. I was muted. Man, I was muted. That stinks. I'm like, are there some I was shows like, actually, I really saw Bluff or... City Laws. What? <laughs> I saw Bluff City Laws. It put me to sleep, to be honest. But um, and I said that I could. Oh, did you said, watch it? Was you know, that on you know, last night? And stuff like that. What's that? Was that on last night? That Bluff, Bluff City Law. I think it was. I didn't catch was it. it on? I thought you I thought just said I watched it and fell asleep. Yeah, I thought it was on the night before. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it, it's mixing in, Gabby. It really is. Anyway. But it, it, what it was. Well, is, we don't have much time. So, are there certain shows that you're really looking forward to this season, or? Well, to be honest Nay. with you, I mean, you had one, you had one thing right, and that is that I, I really don't watch like the network shows as much. <laughs> I tend That's to watch like um, Amazon series or or Netflix series or things like that uh, more so. That's what I put my time into. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, if I want to unwind, you always throw down the impractical jokers. Um, so Absolutely. that's what I listen. That's like okay, right now, so... I'm watching The Boys, which is about oh, okay. superheroes, and it's messed up. And I'm hooked. <laughs> I am well, hooked. Let me ask you this: Have you ever seen the show The Good Doctor or A Million Little Things? On ABC, the two shows Not that basically came out. I, I, I see the, the good, good doctor. You're breaking up on me, so I'm not sure exactly what you said. But just you know, the the good doctor is about um, uh, a a guy with autism who is a brilliant mind and and surgeon and comes up with unique ways to treat some of the patients, and they also explore the awkward social um, life or skills that uh, come along the way. And A Million Little Things, man, oh, man, that show I thought was really good. Basically, guy commits suicide, and, you know, his friends are devastated. His family's devastated. Come to find out, his wife and his best friend were cheating with one another. So, you know, there's all kinds of, like, ramifications and things that, you know, pop up and they're finding out that the husband actually left them clues and, and stuff to, to basically take care of them. But it's finding those clues that, you know, proven to be difficult and, uh, and the, re- the changes in the relationships as a result of the cheating and such like that. So pretty good, pretty good. I would recommend yeah, a, a look at that. Okay. Maybe I will. Maybe you won't. Maybe, maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Maybe I won't. One, one show <laughs> that my wife, I'm sure, is, is disappointed to see going is splitting up together. It's about a married couple who are splitting up, but they still live together uh, to take care of their uh, daughter, I believe. And, you know, they basically, yeah, they still love one another and they're, you know, getting jealous at each other dating and stuff like that. Eh. Some of it was funny. 
some of it, I, I mean, I didn't care. For, my wife liked it, though. And she also liked that show, Speechless. It was about a kid uh, in a chair who communicated through the um, keyboard. And basically, you'd hear the computer voice come out. Like, and he was very sarcastic about stuff. I, it was it was a tough watch for me, in a way. Um, so, eh, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? And that's no... I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying. So. It was no below hey. deck Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah, that's a good show. By the way, season, <laughs> season's coming to an end. They only got one more. Um, they only got one more show, one more episode, and then probably the uh, reunion where they talk with the people on it and talk about like, uh, hey. You and so and so still together, which is always a no. But I mean, hey, there's hot women on that show, and not just the ones that are working. You know, the um, right, the guests that come on. But anyway, in, in short, in short order, below deck, not Mediterranean, but below deck, will be on another another show. So <laughs> anyway, enough right. of that. It's fall. Yes. It's time. Yeah. Oh my I'm god. I haven't to checked the try to get in such a long time. Uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Boy. Some more um show time. See 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 if I can find some stuff to get hooked into. Hmm. Yes. And I, I totally neglected the chat room. Uh so sorry. <laughs> and Mrs. Boy was talking about um, you know, about the TV shows. Who was doing King of the Hill? That show sounds like House. <laughs> so, oh man. Anyway, uh, we're getting towards the end of it here, Buck. Yes, we are. What do you say we go? What do you say we go out with a song? Let's do another Eddie Money. Baby, hold on. We'll end with that. It's going to cut short, folks, but. It is what it is. I want to play it. Just want to remind everybody, join us live here on Dead Air Nation Network every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Thanks to our fine sponsors, Gnarly Beer Code. Go and check them out, gnarlybeerco.com. Make sure you use the promo code SINISTER if you're making an order for a VIP discount. We'll see you all next Wednesday night. Say good night, Buck. Good night. Say good night, Buck. <laughs> Good night.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.